0: Hello and welcome to In the Rising, a health and wellness podcast for those going through and those supporting those going through cancer. My name is Bettina Brown and I'm board certified in physical therapy, wound care and lymphedema. And you know, for me, cancer is very personal. It's affected my friends, my immediate, and my not so immediate family. And therefore, I created this podcast and fitafterbreastcancer.com to address the multiple dimensions of our lives during and after recovery. And welcome to In The Rising Podcast 2024. I am so excited to be in the fourth year of this program, and I am really thankful for all of the new listeners and grateful for everyone that stuck through it year after year. Well, recently I interviewed Helen Murray Finley, who was talking about menopause. And when I pulled the statistics for all of 2023, this was one of the top downloaded podcasts for In The Rising. And I was going through my files and I realized I had also spoken to Kirsty Wilson, a health coach and fitness trainer, who I talked to years ago about menopause and weight gain and weight loss and stress. And I feel right after the new year, right after the holidays, that might be a really great time for a topic like this. I have a little gift for you at the end, so stay tuned. you and I are female podcasters. We are women that are really interested in helping others and other women focus on health and uh, what you call here a vibrant thriving life and how important that is. Share a little bit with me how you got to a place in life where this is your focus, where, where this is something that you're not only passionate about, but really create a life around.
1: Well, thank you. I'd love to. And it's really one of those where it's my mess is now my message, as I like to say. So I was always one of those lucky women. And I now realize how blessed I was, that never really gained weight. I was one of those women that could go on vacation and drink the fruity rum drinks and eat what I wanted and maybe gain a couple of pounds and come home and be back to normal in two or three days. Never thought anything of it until perimenopause hit which Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what that was didn't know it was coming I was 46 and the first sign of it for me was sudden weight gain and I gained 30 pounds Mm -hmm. so I did what everybody does right I cut my calories and I went on a really restrictive diet and upped my workouts and I was doing crazy workouts you know tons and tons of cardio I added in hits. I added in strength training and I was probably at about a net 900 calories a day Mm. and not losing weight at all so I have a background in public health before I moved to Florida because I'm from the UK originally I worked in public health and data analysis and research and so on so I thought you know what I should be able to figure this out. It shouldn't be that complicated. And you know, the interweb is so full of conflicting, confusing misinformation, right? Keto, Atkins, low carb, high carb, low fat, high fat. And I'm like, I am so confused. So I went off and did my own research and figured out what worked for me, right? And I realized that these crazy heavy workouts and these intense workouts that we feel like we have to do because it burns calories, right, is just not the way to do it. And so I'm figuring that out, and now keeping the weight off, I'm 52 going on 53 now, and keeping it off, but still loving food. Right? I still eat a lot, you ask any of my girlfriends, I eat a lot of food, right. And I love food, and I'm not scared of it. I don't have any Weird emotional issues with food. I don't stress eat. I don't emotionally eat. I enjoy my food. I eat plenty of it and I stick to the weight, right? Whatever I do. And so it's kind of like there's so many women out there struggling with this and having not just the physical struggle, but the emotional, mental, and spiritual struggle with it too. And it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to. And so Just want to get that out there and help other women find a way to eat that works for them. That's not a stress anymore. And helps them lose the weight. But I'm not focused on weight loss per se. I want to I want women to think about it more in let me find a healthful way to live that will just automatically lead to me gaining a healthy way or getting to a healthy weight, as opposed to that. Tunnel vision. Let me lose weight because yes. then what happens is the crash fad diets and the low nutrition mm-hmm. that lead to malnutrition effectively. Right?
0: Yes, yes, that makes sense. It sure does. And a lot of people, um, as a physical therapist, that's my background. I learned some about nutrition, but obviously nothing really. And and as a perimenopausal woman too, where my eyebrows have lifted in the last few years. So I'm like, what I have done my entire life, and I have a physical job, where is this coming from? Like, what is the, you know, like, where is this coming from? The frustration, also an embarrassment. How do you work in the healthcare field? And you're, you know, you're carrying more than you should. Um, and, and also with the health risk of, for example, I carry a breast cancer gene. I I have a genetics background. I know it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but the more weight we have, the more it means something, so it is um, a, a true like health issue, and I I'm seeing this and hearing that. So I personally, I'm in the mess, but I also hear your message as well. You are also, you know, you're a certified personal trainer and also a certified health coach. Um, yeah. Share a little bit how that process helped you find an answer for yourself. That is also helping other women find an answer for themselves.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So the personal trainer was kind of a prerequisite for the health coach. I I went with the mindset of I want to become a health coach and I'm, I'm glad I did the physical thing, the personal training thing first, because it's such a grounding for the health coach. But it also made me understand the role of muscles and flexibility in terms of and stability. For women our age, because again, I'm not just focused on the weight loss. It's it's what I help women achieve, but in a overall health approach, mm-hmm. right? So when we get to this age and our hormones change, you know, this being a medical practitioner yourself, right? So we lose muscle mass, and that increases fairly dramatically once we go through perimenopause. So we're we're losing three to ten percent of our muscle mass every decade. So that impacts weight loss because calories are burned in the muscles, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've less muscle, you're not burning as much. But all that hormonal change also means that our metabolisms are slowing down with increased stress and physical changes like ligaments. You know this, right? Ligaments and tendons just start to get less Flexible because of the decline in estrogen and testosterone and all that, right? And it's just so much more important to think about being gentler on our bodies, but making sure that we are doing the appropriate level. So, a moderate exercise every day, a brisk walk, right? Doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Some amount of flexibility and range of motion training right so we want to be getting those stretches in we want to be making sure that our core is stable and our big muscles of our legs have good strength because we don't want to fall we don't Mm. want to get injured you know this just as well right so and we want to be doing a bit of strength training because we want to keep those muscles strong now again we, we don't want to be trying to be Arnold schwarzenegger here that's not the look we're going for it's Pretty much physically impossible for women, right? Because we don't have that level of testosterone, but we do want to be keeping those muscles strong. We should be strength training two to three times a week. Yes.
0: And and the more research I'm doing, the more I'm realizing um, that the cardio is important. And that is where our brain goes, almost like the old time aerobics. But the strength training becomes more important as we are getting older. And again, we don't have to do two hours a day that you actually have nothing left to give after that sort of, unless you are, that is your job, is your profession to be that kind of athlete. But the strength training was kind of a surprise for me, even though I'm a physical therapist, this is not my area of how important that really is Um, for bone health, obviously as well, but for muscle health, as we are going through different phases of hormones changes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And the stronger. well, to me is the the, the important thing is, and you'll see this, I'm sure in physical therapy, especially working with women this age, we all know that lady in maybe her sixties, maybe early seventies, who had that fall Mm -hmm. and broke her hip and was just never quite the same right? I I don't want that for us. If we start doing some strength training in our fifties, two or three times a week with medium weights and just keep that strength, we're not going to have those balls. And if we do, we're going to recover a lot better. We're not going to have the breaks as much. Yeah. And again, the calories are burned in muscles. So we keep our metabolism a little bit better if we keep our strength up. And it's spiritually good for us. If you mm-hmm. see that you've got like a good physique, toned arms, toned legs. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be about vanity, but there is a spiritual thing there and an emotional thing.
0: We, we I think like you also touched upon it earlier, Christy, is stress. Stress. When you're working with clients, do you feel that um, they are aware of their stress levels or not even, they've just been stressed for so long that they don't realize those are stressors (laughs)
1: anymore? Isn't that the way we live in the 21st century? (laughs) Unfortunately, I actually give them two stress assessments. I have them go online to some standard, some some good, well-studied, you know, Um, good methodology studies and have them do them. And every single one of the women I work with are surprised at their stress Mm -hmm. level. And yeah, it's it's important. I, when I work with clients, I have what I call my five pillars and it's nutrition is the biggest part of, of weight loss and healthfulness, right? But also activity and the exercise that we're talking about, hydration, and then stress, And sleep management. Now, I understand sleep can be difficult when there's hot flashes and that kind of thing going on. Been there, done that. I get it. But we know so much more about sleep and its impact on us when we don't get quality, Mm -hmm. restorative sleep. And again, so much of this is tied together, right? If you're getting good nutrition and your gut health is good and you're managing your stress and you're getting some activity – you'll get better sleep. It's Mm -hmm. this whole like Venn diagram of how it all fits together. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I cover with my ladies when I work with them, all five of those, what I call the pillars. Yes. Yes. And, and to just know that
0: that is also important because we try to multitask, do so many things, especially, you know, we, it sounds horrible. There was a time that we didn't have to take care of a generation above us, right. Because of just, but with our life expectancy, you are doing a lot for um, being the children, for many women, being the daughters and children of someone that they're taking care of, being the mothers and grandparents of others. That's a lot of stress and it's a lot of um, expectation, right? This is my family or this is my mother but I am seeing—I am literally seeing our clients in their 90s, and their children are retired, and they physically can't just go home and take care of them like they used to. You know, it—it it, it just that adds a stressor, um, and that they're taking yeah. care of the grandkids. These are all things that we don't—we take for granted, but they affect us.
1: I don't know if um, you've ever listened to anything by him. I've been nerding out a little bit on Peter Attia lately. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a podcast that he did the other day where he, I mean, he's very into longevity, right? And he was working back on kind of the basic activities that we all need to be doing in our 90s and working back how we need to be building strength in our 50s to still be able to do them in our 90s. So he was doing things like being a grandparent and a child running towards you and of course children don't stop right toddlers don't stop when they hit you they're going to run into you Mm -hmm. so you've got to be able to bend and pick them up and it was a really interesting podcast because he was talking about if that child is 30 pounds and you want to be able to do that at 90 in your 50s you kind of need to be able to do a goblet squat which is the basic same move right of like 60 or 70 pounds because you're going to have that muscle loss no mm-hmm. matter even if you strength train you're still going to lose some of it and it was I was going to walk and listening to the podcast while I was walking I was like that's really interesting and that's a lot to comprehend but again that's where we need to be starting to think about it I talk to ladies and I mean I call it thriving in your third act right because if the average quote, the average age of death women in the u.s right now is 81 most of us are officially menopausal at 51 that's 30 years post-menopause for most of us Mm -hmm. with all that estrogen and all that testosterone and progesterone that's declined and the impact that that has on our body on our metabolism our gut health our bones our muscles that's that's a lot of work we need to do to keep up our bodies in, in good health and in good condition. If we're going to make it to 80 with a quality of yes. life where we are thriving, vibrant and confident and able to do things.
0: Yes. Yes. And it really does take um, some decision and figuring out what your values are because it's not having to change everything and throw everything out your pantry. I could not do that I did it once I actually I, I did it like five times and I do like a nice piece of chocolate once in a while with my evening tea <laughs> but it is just as soulful and as important for my ritual and peace as eating the healthy salad you know those are all things together everything in moderation including moderation. but you wow. all, yeah <laughs> you you have your own podcast and I would love for you to share um more about that.
1: It was something I started and I probably shouldn't admit this. It was a really random thing. One morning I'd had a call with a client and she was really frustrated because she wasn't getting anywhere. And I just literally went on and kind of rambled and ranted a little bit. But I again, I have a message and I want to get it out that this doesn't have to be stressful and hard work. It can be fun it's about going into this with curiosity. I feel right. There's no one's one size fits all diet. There's no off the shelf thing. There is an optimal way of eating. I believe for women our age, but that it's about taking that and then figuring out how it fits you. And so that's just what I talk about on my podcast, but I do cover the five pillars. So I do talk about um, the nutrition, the activity, the hydration, the stress and, Um, sleep management. But I also consider that there's three foundations under that, which are accountability, community. So I also have a Facebook group to help women with the community and the accountability, but mindset. Mm -hmm. You You mentioned having a why and knowing your values, right? If you don't know why you're trying to achieve the weight loss and it's a deep a really deep reason like I I say a why that makes you cry Mm -hmm. if you don't have that reason you're really not going to achieve it we know so much more you talk about high performers and the habits that they have and you read any of the books you know Dean Graziosi or any of those kind of guys right Tony Robbins Brendan Burchard they've all done studies on super high performers they all have a really core value and a deep why as to what it is they're trying to achieve and what their mission is i think that's the same with weight loss if you don't know what that is and you don't do that mindset work first when the obstacles come along and they will that's the thing right Mm -hmm. those struggles those challenges those obstacles those step setbacks they're going to happen and if you can't go hang on what is the reason I'm trying to do this? You're going to struggle, and you're probably going to cave in a little bit to some of those struggles. But and and that, and again, that's okay as well. Most of the time, achieve the best you can eat, the best you can do with your stress. Most of the time, as you say, moderation include moderation. So that's kind of where where I go with this, and that's just the things I talk about on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, and to,
0: to Dean Graziosi is actually who I heard this from, um, because, you know, I, I do, I'm a certified life coach and we get these, these, these things of 50 different values. What are your top 10, put it down to top five. And, but I also liked how, um, Dean Graziosi said this, that if you, for example, say I want to lose weight, what is the why under that? Well, I would like to fit well in my jeans. Why do you want to fit well in your jeans? because, and as you continue, usually when you get to the fifth or sixth or seventh, why you actually get to the real reason it's not just this global, I want to lose weight. It may be all the way down to, well, I really, it's not even about my genes. It's just because I've seen my mother or my sister struggle with weight gain and, now is not able to get in and out of the car. I've seen my brother struggle with knee pain, had to have knee replacements, it got infected. And then he was at, you know, in a nursing home. A lot of times it's not just, I want to lose weight. We all know how to do that. We all know how to move, but it, there has to be something that sets a fire underneath us that even if there is a week where things kind of go, that obstacle, those hits are coming, that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed that we're able to go back to that that deep fire in our why that makes us cry for sure.
1: Yep, absolutely. Why that makes you cry. I think it's so important. It's one of the first things I work with ladies on like I really want you to do some deep work. Go journal and spend like a whole week sit down three or four times with this because you've probably never done this before and it's hard. Mm-hmm. You really got to get deep in there. And I think many of us have lost the ability to do that. It's like we've lost the ability to connect with our food. We've Mm -hmm. lost the ability to eat mindfully because we're all, again, the stress of 21st century. We're grab and go. We stop at the gas station. We pick something up on the way home. You know, we don't cook at home anymore. So it it all fits together. The same thing, right. And we've forgotten how to, especially as women take care of ourselves and think about what we want. And what mm-hmm. it is that's driving us and why we want to do that. And that kind of goes back to what you said about we're mothers, we're daughters, we're friends, we're colleagues, right? We are not very good at giving up obligations that don't serve us
0: mm-hmm. anymore.
1: Right? We take things on, but we never let things go. We just keep mm-hmm. piling things on because it's <laughs> what I mean there's a biology there as well right we're meant to nurture we're meant to be moms we're meant to be all that but we are really bad at letting things go yeah and it, we don't give ourselves permission to do it and I I think there's there's a lot of messaging around that that we need to start talking about as we get into this age because you know we should be able to thrive and we should be able to do more of the things we want. We, we start to get a little bit more freedom, right? I mean, a lot of us, our careers are getting a little bit more to where we want them to be. And we've got more confidence in the workplace if we're working. We might have an empty nest and we don't have small children to take care of. We have more adult children who don't demand our time. And, you know, hopefully we're a little bit more financially secure and we can do some more of the things we want. And yet we still pile this stuff on and we that's never, true. we never take care of ourselves. Yeah. And somehow if we do, we feel guilty.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a core of it that sometimes we carry this extra responsibility, but it may also be we're carrying the extra weight of everything around us, not just the weight itself in our hips or stomach um, but at the actual weight um, in our emotional case and yeah, that's yeah. where you're addressing that with your own services the other components um, not just the physical part
1: right I mean we know you you add all that on and you've got the physical weight but the emotional weight as well and all that extra stress it's again it's just that vicious cycle where the stress leads to emotional stress and chronic stress which leads to inflammation which leads to you know weight gain that doesn't go anywhere and visceral fat which is even I mean that's a whole other podcast on myself right visceral fat so yeah absolutely Absolutely. I mean it's a whole food kind of whole food holistic approach to living a healthy lifestyle and hopefully making weight loss a byproduct
0: was a point in our conversation that made me take pause and I completely forgot. And that was bringing curiosity back into health. I think sometimes we look at our health journey, whether it's going through cancer, whether it's weight loss, menopause, looking at someone else's health and feel that it's just black and white, you're healthy or you're not. But there can be a relationship with your health, not an authoritarian perspective. Either it's healthy or it's not. There's so many variables and variations. And sometimes the stress and the sleeplessness is because of external factors. Sometimes we're putting the stress and therefore having sleepless nights on ourselves. So it is really important to look at what makes you you. Why are we doing what we're doing? What's the why that makes you cry? And so my special gift that I'm putting in a link below is really looking at our values. So many of us have values that we create or adopt from our family and move on into our adulthood. And then we feel disconnected. And it's because maybe those values actually belong to someone else or they're not the values that we have anymore. So I would invite you. So I am inviting you. So I am inviting you to download that, look at your own values, and bring the curiosity not just into your health, but into what you would like 2024 and forevermore for the next year or the next six months to look like. So again, I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please leave it a five-star review and that helps us share this, put this in the hands and ears of those that it will make a difference for. And until next time, let's keep building one another up.